When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everyone? This is Monday, November 19th. You're listening to the Red Sox Beat Podcast on the CLNS Media Network. My name is Jared Skelly alongside my co-host, Jess Thomas. Today, we're talking about the finishing of the awards, some news around the Red Sox, of course. And this is my final show here at CLNS Media. So take a listen and hope you enjoy. All right, welcome in, everyone. Red Sox beat CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your 2018 World Series champion, Boston Red Sox. At Red Sox, CLNS is the coverage. Red Sox beat on Facebook is, of course, the podcast page. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher. Listen to us on the mobile podcast app and, of course, CLNSmedia.com, the good old home of everything that we do here at CLNS Media. Jess Thomas over there for the final time. Jared Scali here alongside, of course, Jess over there. Uh, Jess, this is it. You made me cry before we even start the show. Yeah, I kind of want to. <laughs> I mean, you showed me your, your baby via Skype for like 10 minutes, so that made me tear up a little bit. I'm sorry. It's cute as well. That's a weekly occurrence on here. I'm going to miss our the weekly things, baby Leo the Skype segment. people segments. don't know. Yeah, right? seriously. Ah, uh, man. The, be- the before show segment. Me yeah. showing Jared my baby for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a cute baby, people. I like him. Yes, okay. He's adorable. <sighs> okay. Is a lot going on? Not really, but we have some stuff to talk about because last week awards. we talked about awards and we said, and I sat here and said, if if Mookie Betts and Alex Cora don't win their respective awards, kind of ridiculous. Well, Mookie Betts won pretty much in a landslide. He only got one vote that was he only didn't get one first place vote. JD Martinez finishes fourth, still a robbery, but whatever. Alex Cora, on the other hand, start there, finishes second in the Manager of the Year award to Melvin. Of the Oakland Athletics. And it's one of those things where I've thought about it over time, Jess. I'm not as mad as I thought I was going to be. But at the same time, the biggest argument that people have put out there is, oh, well, he had he had the payroll. He had the biggest payroll in baseball. I don't care. I understand that Bob Melvin had the A's at, what, $66 million, something like that, which is not a lot of money. Um, you look at the situation, Alex Cora had mostly homegrown talent. On that starting lineup, Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr., Andrew Benintendi, Sandy Bogarts, Rafael Devers. Um, you have homegrown talent winning these games who haven't even been paid yet. Your core of your World Series team that you manage on a day-to-day basis, you figured out how to win, were people that aren't being paid yet, that aren't part of that payroll. So I, I hate that argument because a lot of the reason why the Red Sox won is not in that payroll, but... Overall, I understand why Melvin won simply because he got to the playoffs with literally no money. 
Yeah, I don't like that that's even, like, put into consideration, because that's not, it's not like Cora decided what his payroll is going to be. That's not his problem. That, that's, that doesn't have to do with anything in terms of him. So I don't like that, first of all. And I guess the other thing for Melvin is that he, his team got 22 more wins than they got last year. That's great. Cora's got 15 more, which is only seven less, and then it had the best record in franchise history. So, like, it was, I think it's pretty, I think in terms of that stuff, it's pretty close. But I don't know how you can't give it to the guy who had the most wins in franchise history. That's great. The A's won the wild card. Whoop do you do? I mean, come on. It's just, I thought it was, I knew it was going to be stupid if it happened, and it's still stupid to me. And it should have been way closer than it was. I don't, I just, one guy didn't even have core in his top three. I was like, what are you watching? Oh, yeah, because even... that guy put Aaron Boone in his top three. Yeah, Hinch and Boone. Like, it's really annoying to me. It's, I'm not surprised because this stuff happens way too often, like JD not even getting the top three of MVP, for example. Yeah. But it's like, come on. It, how, how, how was, if, let's put it this way. If Corden would manager of the year this year, when is he ever going to win it? Yeah, because you can't outdo what he did this year. And yeah. it's almost Unless like you get another franchise record and then would he not win again? I and, mean, it, and it's almost like two years ago, and we'll talk about Mookie Betts winning the MVP in a second, but when Mookie Betts didn't win the MVP because they gave it to Mike Trout on a God awful team. How everyone was like, "Well, that's stupid. Like, why didn't Mookie Betts win the MVP in 2016? He he was the, the MVP. Two years later, now he wins it. But it's like at that time, we're like, if you don't win it after this year, are you ever going to win it? Because Mike Trout's still in the league. Like that. That's kind of how I feel right now. It's like a Alex Cora did everything he possibly could, and he still didn't win it. That's weird. Now I get. Like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate. I get why people voted for Melvin, but I almost understand. I also don't understand why. One, it wasn't closer, and two, why why he wouldn't win in my eyes? Because I I think he deserved it more than Melvin, but I also have talked myself into understanding why he didn't win over the last week. Well, I like what you said about the bets thing, but like with the hitter, you know, you can always get better. He actually was better than he was in 2016, which is yeah. incredible because he had a great year. But Corey got the most wins in franchise history, unless he wins like 110, 115 games next year, which hey, he could. But unless he does that. This is your best shot, and then you lose to a guy who went to the wild card game. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. No thought that doesn't. There's no thought put into that in my mind. And yes, I know we're homers. I know we're Red Sox fans. Great. They won 108 games, I say, but they also won the World Series and they won the most right. games in franchise history in the regular season. We're not saying that because we're because we're Red Sox fans. That happened. No, That's it's fair. Fact. And they and they won that many more games than they did last the last two years when their manager John Farrell couldn't get them to this point. Fifteen more wins. I'm, so great, Cora didn't didn't have twenty two more wins, but he wasn't even on the team last year. This is his first season. Nope. And, <laughs> and even more reason to think about the quality of what he does. I understand he was the bench coach, but like helps win a World Series right next to Hinch in Houston, and then comes over first year manager wins the most wins in franchise history, obliterates the division besides the Yankees in terms of the Rays, the the garbage that were the Baltimore Orioles, and still doesn't even come close to coming in first like the votes were it's one thing just if he lost by a couple votes because then you get it right but it wasn't even close voting like people were talking about all day and i remember reading this on twitter and everywhere i could find it there were talks of him being third and i'm like wait what and and thankfully he wasn't but he wasn't close to first he was closer to third than he was to first Jess. yeah which it's crazy because a lot of people didn't vote him first or second. They had like Boone and Hinch, and then they had Kevin Cash finishing second. I mean, it just clearly the guy's a winner. Like you said, he won a World Series two years ago with Houston as a bench coach, and then he won it with the Red Sox. So it's like it's stupid. It's it's no fluke. No. So I, it's 
it's stupid. Yeah, it's just stupid. like a lot of voting is. Yeah, it really is. Um, one thing that's not stupid is Mookie Betts winning the MVP. Not really mm-hmm. surprising. I think. I mean, granted, Alex Cora was, but um, the thing that's crazy is Mookie Betts and and so did Relics too for the NL. Um, he didn't. They both only missed like one vote from being unanimous. I believe so. I'm not positive about Yelich, but I, yeah, I don't think either of them were close at all. I think Yelich and Betts were almost unanimous. Like, I, Betts was one vote. As they should have been. I mean, yeah. I, if you didn't vote for Betts or Yelich, you're just stupid. Whoever those one that one person was, I think, is just trying to be a name at that point. Because the way Mookie Betts played against Mike Trout or... Um, Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez. Yeah, I don't remember his name. That's why. Um, and Yelich was a clear cut from, like, since July because of the way he was playing. There, there was no team, way... And the way his team was playing. And the way his team was playing and what he meant to that team. Those both, They both should have been unanimous, but, they, I mean, they were as close to unanimous as they were going to be because I don't think anyone ever really is going to be unanimous just because, really, someone always wants to be that guy nowadays. Right. In the voting. Yeah, I mean, of course he deserved it. And I fully expected him to get that, but then, of course, when Cora didn't get it, I was like, oh, God, how are they going to find a way to mess this up, too? And then, obviously, he wanted to a landslide, which he should have. I mean, the other guy's numbers weren't even close to JD. Jose Ramirez? <laughs> okay, I was reading an article on the app Bad App about making the case for the three MVP candidates. <laughs> the case for Trout and Ramirez were pathetic. They were probably like, like, I can't. They were like, Jose Ramirez did this, and he had a great year. And then he said, but then he, he hit 202 over the last uh, the last two months, so it's a miracle his numbers were as good as they were. I'm like, wow, what a case for him. Yeah, <laughs> the case is Jose Ramirez shouldn't be here. Mike Trout shouldn't be here. Vote for Mookie Betts. Martinez, way better numbers than both yeah. of them. Vote for Mookie Betts. Um, so stupid. It's it, war. They only care. JD's war was lower than those guys, and his numbers were better in every other category. Uh, like all they care about is it's a hundred percent war. Stupid. Yes, it's important, but so are average home runs, RBI, stolen base. That crap's all important too. Oh yeah, it's more important. Honestly, I, yeah, I, I think that's so much more important than war. That's um, what's happening on the field. And I understand. And I understand RBI. war. Is an important stat in baseball. Well, I do. I'm a baseball guy. I get it. I get why war is a big deal. But it shouldn't be what defines when every other category is better than the others. That that's what got me with JD is because every other category he was above the other two except for war. I think you should kind of disregard war at that point. Well, yeah, I was looking at the numbers and somebody laid it out and they were like JD in the league first, first, second, first, second, third, first, second. War seventh, and I was like, "Are "You kidding me?" Yeah, <laughs> he's literally first through third in like every category, and then War seventh. It's, it's absolutely moronic. It makes Which no is sense. Still really good, obviously. It, exactly, and it's like it, it's JD got robbed of being in the top three. He should have been second. I don't. I, people are stubborn. Mookie Betts got the MVP, which he deserved. That's it. Awards are over, and, and next year, hopefully, they come back and um, can do some repeat business of what they did. So I can't really complain. Congrats, congrats to Mookie. Though. What a year he had. Gold oh, Glove, Silver Slugger, World Series title, MVP. MVP. I mean, and as a kid, oh, any other kid, the heart and the heart and hustle award, and he became a father. Holy crap! Yeah, what a what a year, what a season. Yeah, we sure twenty eighteen wants to end for Mookie Betts. Oh my god! I feel like he no. wants to like forever be in twenty eighteen. Like you can't top ins- that. It's insane what happened to him this year. And now he's going to go probably bowl this off season and be a champion there too because that's just what he does. And this year has been the year of Mookie Betts for sure. See, I say, how can you top that? But like, he's so good at life that he might find a way somehow. He might. And, and honestly, <laughs> he's next pretty year, young still. Uh, a team like this who has a chance to go back to back and at least will be in, obviously in contention, um, has a chance to have just as good of a year. He might need to for this team to go back to back. He might have to be MVP caliber player again, um, which is also what he needs to do because he needs to get paid. Um, 
He needs to give him every cent he wants because he's the most important player in the league. He needs to to. physically, like, if Mookie Betts lines up at 8.55 to get in the door at 9 o'clock to get paid, like, they better be ready at that 9.01 handing him a check. Then you're saying, here you go, write whatever number you want in there and we'll sign it. That's what Mookie Betts deserves at this point. A blank check and say, here you go. He's such an unassuming guy, too, and, like, just such a good guy. It's like... That's the kind of people you want to get paid because he's not like, oh, I'm the best. Give me all the money. He's just like, oh, yeah, we have a good team, blah, blah, blah. So, like, that's the guy you got to pay. The humble guy doesn't let success get to his head, doesn't really care about the awards, just wants to win. I mean, you got to have this guy for his whole career. You have to. You have to. You have to. You have to. He needs to be a Red Sox guy. And even maybe if he doesn't at the end, like, it's fine if it's like whatever. But he needs to be here for the majority of his career, if not the whole thing. Um, and... He needs to be here when they go back to back, especially, and he needs to be one of the guys they put the priority on when they're going through these guys. You know, him, Xander, Devers, uh, Benintendi. I think those guys need to get priority over the Chris Sales, over those kind of guys, because they're the core. You can build around the core. You can bring more veterans in to fill the holes in. You need the core here, and that's the core is what got you this World Series championship. Yeah, I mean, all the guys are important, obviously, but like, if you have to pick one, <laughs> to, to pick over the rest, I mean, it's it's got to be him. Can you I, imagine watching this guy win MVPs with, with another team? I no. can't even. It makes me shudder to even think about. It's it. Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, and everybody else. That's the way I look at needing to pay. Mm-hmm. Like Xander Bogarts clearly was just his hand. Everyone who thinks he was bad last year, I get it. He was hurt. Like this year, he showed, and we talked about this over and over again. Jess, he had a sneaky good year because everyone was talking about Mookie and JD being back to back for MVP, which always didn't happen. So it's. I still can't believe he got over 100 RBI. Like that's that's so impressive. He had a 100 RBI season, and people were still talking about him being a terrible player. And it's like, no, he's a really good shortstop. He was hurt last year. You're just not watching. You're just not watching <laughs> the games. If you if you're still using the terrible shortstop argument, you're still stuck in 2017. Oh, he played great defense. He had a phenomenal defensive year this year. He had a great offensive year this year with 100 RBIs. That guy's gonna get paid right under Mookie Betts. It should be him. Mookie, and then everybody else, and you figure it out from there. And those two guys need to be the cornerstone of this future. Because I feel like a lot of people would say Benintendi over Bogarts, but no. at the moment, Bogarts is more consistent, got better numbers. I think he's more important currently than Benintendi is. By yeah. the end of their career, I don't know, maybe it'll be different, but right now, by what we've seen and the years that Bogarts has given, he's definitely more important. I mean, you're going to pay all three of those guys. I think all three of those guys will get paid, but um, I would say in that order, for sure. I think it's Mookie, Xander, Benintendi, and then you figure out what you may, maybe you want to do with Jackie Bradley if he's want to take a discount to stay. That's fine because their outfield's phenomenal the way it is. So if if you can get them all, that's great. Uh, Devers is going to have to get paid. They're all going to have to get paid after the next couple years. So this window is it's small because you're going to have to move, make some moving pieces for the team now. One thing the Red Sox did do is re-sign Steve Pierce to a $6.25 million deal. It's one year. Love that. Um, that means he's coming back. He wants to help this team defend, and he's going to platoon with Mitch Moreland again, which, yes, we've talked about is what they need to do. Because clearly that platoon worked, and how can you not re-sign a guy from this area, Red Sox fan growing up, wins the World Series MVP, and he's willing to take a little bit of a discount to come back and play along, and still split time potentially with Mitch Moreland. This is my favorite kind of thing. I love when this happens, because it just shows you that the guy, like, doesn't care. Like, this is, he wants to be here because he loves the team. It doesn't care about the money. Like, that's so refreshing to see when guys do that because it's like, they're always, oh, yeah, I want to be here. Oh, yeah, this is the place I want to be, but we'll see what happens. And then they leave. And you're like, well, yeah, so you really wanted to be here, but you're not. So, but this kind of thing, he's like, I want to be here. This is my team. He won the World Series MVP. And he signs with them. He wants to be here. He's not full of crap. He actually wants to be here. I love that kind of stuff. Yep. 
and, and the biggest thing I read too that really helps, really points us out in the direction of them bringing back Steve Pierce is there's no room for three catchers. And I, and I wanted to bring this up because that speaks to what they were doing. They had all three catchers on the World Series roster and they, they were trying to utilize all three. You can't have Blake Swihart and others on the roster still. I, I think Blake Swihart might be the odd man out because they really like Sandy. They really, they paid Christian. They already signed Christian Vasquez. So doesn't Blake Swihart feel like he's the odd man out now with Steve Pierce signing? You can't have three catchers. They, this might be the offseason where we finally lose Blake Swihart. I mean, he's 27 and he's still trying to get his footing. I mean, it's taken quite a while. So at a certain point, you just got to be like, well, look at your age. Look at what your numbers have been. You haven't done much. He got a decent chance last year. He didn't play a ton, but he played enough to make a difference and his numbers were still pretty crappy. So, Some team will pay him, right? Some team will take him and let him be their catcher. And he might be good. He very well could be good. I think he's a good player. He just can't seem to get it together. And sometimes guys just need a change of scenery. You have a lot of guys who just fiddle along and do nothing for years, and then they go to a different team, and they're like, great. And they're like, hey, look, this guy's good, actually. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. So it se- cause it, you might need that. It seems like Sandy and Christian are the guys they want to move forward with behind the plate. Like they're good catchers. They're good catchers. They can both hit at spots. Uh, if one's slumping at the plate, the other one can play more often. Like they kind of go hand in hand, where they're both pretty good defensively and have good arms, and that's what you need. And then, and some guys in this rotation like Sandy, and I can't imagine why they let him go because of that. Like Rick Porcello likes him, um, Chris Sale likes him. Um, so it, all your best pitchers like him. all your best pitchers like him. <laughs> um, which is also funny because people used to swear by Christian Vasquez, and now it's kind of rolled us a little bit, which is funny, but. Um, Steve Pierce makes a big deal just because you bring him back and it means that you have to probably get rid of Blake Swihart. Um, so it does, it does push that roster a little bit tighter. Uh, and it reflects the fact they just don't have three catchers next year. Yeah, I think it's worth it. I mean, he was obviously made a huge difference. The second he got those three home runs in that Yankees game, I was like, Oh, this guy's pretty good. And he clearly liked being here. And then obviously huge hits in the playoffs, the three RBI double, in uh, in game four, and then obviously winning the MVP with the homers. I mean, there's no reason not to get a guy back like that. He was so important in such a short period of time. Yeah, no, Steve Pierce, uh, definitely important. Obviously, you know, I think his trip around the AL East helped him for sure in his final destination. <laughs> um, one all thing, five teams. All five teams. One thing that's also helpful is our good friends over at Robinhood. It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. It's not intimidating way for stock market newcomers to kind of invest for the first time with true confidence. I know um, I hopped on board with it, and I'm telling you guys I'm an idiot when it comes to stock market stuff. Um, it's really nice, easy to use. Their app is phenomenal. So if you want to come on and kind of check on your money all day, if you're one of those people, uh, it's really easy to get around as well. Uh, like I said, though, biggest perks of it, Cost is no commission fees. Other brokerages will charge up to about 10 bucks for every trade, which is insane. Uh, but Robin doesn't charge any of that commission fees, trade stocks, and keep all of your profits. Plus, like I said, it's ease of use designed as an app. It's easy to understand charts and market data. Piece of trade in just four taps on your smartphone, which is not easy to do in the other world. Robinhood web platform also lets you view stock collections as well and analyst uh, ratings of buy, hold, sell, or every stock as well. So, it's giving our listeners right now, and this is a kind of a cool situation, so kind of perk those ears up, people. Robinhood is giving our listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at redsoxbeat.robinhood.com. That's redsoxbeat.robinhood.com to get your free stock. Get started at Robinhood. And if you ever thought about 
jumping into the investor stock market world, I would uh, take it up on this. Again, it's uh, redsoxbeat.robinhood.com. Okay, so one thing we want to talk about, Red Sox news out of the way. Before we jump into quickly bringing up the other winners in the awards, Nathan Avaldi has been a big topic since the season ended because of what he did and what his arm is and what his role could be next year, right? Starting pitcher, Nick Qualia of CLNS is an idiot, but he thinks he should be putting as a closer. No, <laughs> Nicholas. Um, a lot of things have come up in this topic of what to do with Nathan Navaldi. Well, now we kind of have a little bit of movement. He's now said he wants to come back. He'd rather be here. But a bunch of other teams are obviously, for good reason, interested in bringing him in as well. Jess, is this the type of guy where you're kind of doing whatever it takes to bring him back, especially hearing him say he wants to come back? Or is there a number in mind? I'm not asking you to give me a number on spot, but like, is there a number in the Red Sox head that they go, I don't want to go above that. We love you. We want you back, but we can't go above that number. Or are they just going to like go crazy with him? I'm glad you weren't having me give a number because I wouldn't know what to say even if you wanted me to You'd say go, uh, I hate off-season stuff. <laughs> you got it. Um, yeah, uh, I think they're probably going to have a number and not want to go over that. He's good, but, like, he's been on several different teams. He's been an average pitcher for his whole career, like, as a whole. Obviously, he was really good in the playoffs and was a huge part of the World Series, and I will forever love him for that. But he's not that good. He's not, like, the best pitcher in the league. He's not worth blowing your entire bank wad over so i don't i don't i think they'll get him if they can and they'll try but if another team just wants him that much more i don't think they're going to keep him see i think what happens is he's st- he stays i think he comes back it won't be the best offer on the deal 100 percent, because some team will go here here's a crap load of money you're mm-hmm. kind of good the red sox won't do that they, they don't have history of doing that um i i think they'll win like the the second place award and the participation trophy in this thing and be like, well, I want to come back. We just won a World Series and I know my role there because they kind of need him. The what he can do in the starting rotation, he presents you a legit right-handed power arm that you don't have right now without him because Rick Porcello isn't a legit, like, I'm going to just gas you away with everything I got, right? We know he's a, he's a low ball pitcher, doesn't have the gas. Everyone else is lefty and you're either right, he's a knuckleball pitcher. You need you don't have a guy like Nathan Navaldi, except Nathan Navaldi, to come in, throw gas as a right-handed pitcher, who of course in the playoffs can do whatever the hell you need him to do. You kind of need really? him. You kind of need him, and and I think he's a very big important piece to what they did in this postseason. And I think if they really want to push and go back to back and have a chance of being in this thing next year, you got to pay him as almost as much as you're willing, like willing to pay him to get him to stay. So you, so you don't think that they get him back and then he gets here and like starts sucking and giving nope. up crap load of runs? Because he was doing pretty well in Tampa. Like he had a pretty decent year in Tampa before they got good and he was, got shipped out. He's only had like one real bad season. And every, well, it's, I think it's just because he's been on mediocre teams. No one really noticed him. He has an arm and clearly he knows his role. I think he, him being engaged in a place where the baseball fans in this area obviously are engaged every game. Fenway sold out almost every game, and fans actually care. Whereas in Tampa, that place is a third of the way empty, and it's a dump. I think a big part of why he had success here is because of what he's playing for, being engaged all the time, and having teammates that were just as engaged. Because I guarantee you those Tampa Bay teammates, man, are we done yet? Is it almost (laughs) time to go home? We have to play here again? This place sucks. It smells. It's old. The season over yet. (laughs) Guys, another ball hit the catwalk. Really? Can we just cut those things down? 
this place sucks. That's constantly what he probably heard. So it's like, right. now you come to Fenway, best fran- one of the best franchises just in history, like obviously a historic franchise in itself, in its own right, the Red Sox. Now you're playing for a World Series, then you win a World Series with that team, and they want you back. I think it's motivation to keep pitching pretty well. No, you're right. You're definitely right. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot more fun to play for fans who actually care about your team and an organization who actually like cares about you pitching well. So. And, a, and a nice baseball stadium. And a nice baseball stadium. Yeah, so I think so. I just, like I said, I think some team's going to offer him more, and he, maybe he'll take that. I don't. This is weird that you're saying that they're going to get him, and I'm saying they're not. This is very rare. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to be realistic. It's, in it's, my it's rare for my my last show, and I'm turning into you. Yeah, that's is weird. So does that mean if you leave, I leave? Like because I, because I'm you, and him. that means I'm staying. Right. Oh, right. But we switch bodies, so now you're staying because you're me. <laughs> that's just weird. That I don't is know. weird. Yeah, that is weird. I got weird quickly. <laughs> you want to be me, is what it sounds like. So hey, um, I mean. You don't seem to have a terrible life. I don't know. I have a child and you don't. You want to switch? You want to have a child? He's nope. pretty cute. I'm, he's cute. I can look from <laughs> afar though. Don't need a kid. You're not ready for, okay. You're not uh, ready for that commitment yet. No, 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 not there. Um, uh, I oh. got a ring on my finger. I'm good enough with that. Um, look, I, I think he's a very important piece, Nathan Navaldi, to what they need to do. And I think he needs to stay. Um, and I'm gonna, we're going to leave it there and see what happens. But I, I think that's going to be the biggest piece there. And then before we get out of here, Jess, for the week and for the last time ever, um, other awards, uh, DeGrom and Snell won Cy Young's, uh, and then Snitker, right? Won, won uh, Manager of the Year in the NL. Yeah. Any surprises there? Are you surprised by any of these, or is it kind of just kind of par for the course? Uh, Snitker definitely made sense because the Braves had a much better year than anyone expected and obviously made the playoffs. So I totally am on board for that. He did a really good job with them. Uh, DeGrom, I mean, he had a terrible record, but that's because his team never scored runs for him. And his ERA was 170. Yeah. I mean, he had a historic run. What it was it? Was something like twenty nine straight games of three runs or less? Or something that's nuts. And he still was like eight and nine. But yeah, one seventy ERA, and he had a crap load of strikeouts. So he deserved it, which obviously goes to show you that record isn't the most important thing. You know, ERA and strikeouts are. So yep. I agree with with that. And then I mean, Blake Snell winning Cy Young for the AL made perfect sense. He had twenty one wins. He was definitely the best pitcher. Once once Sale stopped pitching as much, hardly at all. Snell kind of ran away with it because he just had a really good year. He's the biggest reason why the Rays were as good as they were. Obviously, Cash was good and managing the the bullpen starting games and stuff. But, I mean, Snell won 21 games and had a great ERA. So I think those all actually made sense. The only one didn't was Alex Cora. Yeah, I I think a lot of these awards were very much awards that did make sense i, I just think that a lot of them were cut and dry because some of these guys had good years and it also speaks to the weird year that it was in the majors there's very lopsided like a lot of hundred win they had 300 win teams in the american league like yeah right that doesn't happen so yeah the tampa bay ray won cy young isn't that funny exactly yeah <laughs> a team that no didn't even make the playoffs but was so much better than they were supposed to be it's just weird tampa bay man they're who knows what they'll be next year but they're young so they uh they, they could potentially have a future depending on who stays and who goes, but okay, we'll leave it there for the last time. Uh, Jess, I want to thank you for everything you've done because it's, it's been a while. How many years has this been for you and me now? A while, right? It's been most of the show. Pro- probably like three. It'd be yeah. fun to go back and actually see, but I'd say three years. I know we've been doing this for quite a while. Yeah, I'd have, I mean, I've had, I've gotten a new computer since then. I have the old computer from the, from the original days, so I can probably go back and see when those <laughs> things were saved, but, um, have the archives if anyone wants them. You can all have them. I don't care. Um, 
It's been an exciting run. It's been a fun run. Again, I want to shout out Nick Gelso and Sean Backey for initially bringing me on. I think it was eight years ago, which is crazy. Um, but it's been a fun time. It's been enjoyable, but like I said last week, I just need to take a step back and need to cut something out of my crazy life. And, you know, when you're married, you got to have some priorities and you have some perspective of what's going on. And who knows? Maybe I'll have a little kid running around soon. I got to give myself some time. So, um, it's been fun. I love this show. I hope this show succeeds moving forward. I have no ill wishes against anybody. I hope everyone succeeds. I hope Jess, you keep doing this and having success with it. And hopefully maybe I come back as a guest because I'm still on Couch Guy Sports. So maybe I have an excuse to come back on. Who knows? But <laughs> well. I have to see depending on where the show goes, but that that's up in the air. We'll see what's going on over time. So keep an eye out. Jess is still going to pump out content. Nick Qualia will probably hop in. I'm assuming I just put him on the spot there. So hopefully he response to that uh, but it's been fun I'm, I'm happy I don't forget of course to follow the show on Twitter at Red Sox CLNS Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast go rate, review and subscribe on iTunes on Stitcher CLNSmedia.com you can listen to all the other good content as well as the written coverage uh, CLNS is on the up and up I'm not leaving for anything bad so I'm uh, just gonna literally take my life into control a little bit more so go follow everything go rate, review, subscribe keep supporting Jess in the show and uh, hey this is the home of your 2018 World Series champion Boston Red Sox. So keep listening and uh, for one last time, have a good week, everyone.